verses and as I prepared last week I realised there were truths in here that I could not leave, uh, that we needed to hear about them this week. And so uh, let me pray and um, we'll, we'll look at this together. Hey, Father, uh, you are the one that makes the sun rise uh, and you're the one that makes uh, the sun rise in our hearts so that darkness is dispelled and that we see light. And so I'm praying uh, now with uh, these other believers here that you would shine now, Lord, through your ancient word, that we would see, that we would believe, that uh, we would be set free, that we would have our hope renewed and our, our lives restored in new ways, uh, Lord, through your gospel and through your grace. So work, Lord, by your word and your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week uh, we, we saw that uh, the Lord Jesus himself was the one magnificently who stands up and says, uh, the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up those with broken hearts and to proclaim liberty, freedom for captives and true for the opening of the prison for those that are in darkness. There's something else in Isaiah 61 uh, that I wanted us to focus on, especially this morning. And it's really one phrase. And the phrase is to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. To make a proclamation of the year of the Lord's favour. Sometimes called the acceptable year of the Lord. Or the year of God's acceptance, commonly known as the year of Jubilee. We still use that phrase, uh, the Jubilee year. It's um, a special year, a special year of favour. Do you know when, the, when God brought Israel out of slavery... He, he brought them out and they wandered through the wilderness and went through all sorts of hardship and difficulty, largely due to their own rebellion. But there came a day where Joshua, if you remember, takes this nation and brings them into a land that had been promised from long ago. And you can actually have a look uh, at the maps of the 12 tribes of Israel were apportioned different bits of that land. Each one got a different bit of the land. And not only did the tribes get their, their portion of land, but individual families would get, uh, this is your bit and this is your allotment and this is your bit here. And every got, everyone got a piece of the land. 
God also, when he brought them into the land, said, oh, I'm, I'm actually going to give you a way uh, that I want you to live. Part of it was that I want you to have seven days in your calendar. Six days your work and the seventh I, I want you to rest. It's a special day. It's a sacred day. It's a day for you to down tools and just enjoy the blessings that I'm giving you on the land. I don't know whether you know this, but not only was it that there was supposed to be a cycle of seven days, but there was to be a cycle of seven years. And so that you would uh, work for six years, you'd plough up your ground, sow your seed in the ground, you get your vineyard and you chop off the bits and make it pruned so that it would grow, you'd pull out the weeds um, and, and that would be for six years you would work. But on the seventh year, it was to be a year of rest. You were to put your tools down. You weren't to plough. You weren't to sow. To do none of those things. And you were to depend on the Lord that he would provide enough. In the sixth year to provide for you in the seventh. But there was something on top of all that, something very special. It's talked about in Leviticus 25. Imagine you've got a cycle of seven years, but then you have another cycle of seven years, and you have seven cycles of seven years. If you remember your times table, you'll know that seven sevens are 49. 49 years. And then the 50th was to be the year of Jubilee. It's the 50th year, the year of God's favour, the year of, of God's acceptance. I'm going to read it to you from Leviticus 25. It says... You shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that the time of seven weeks of years uh, shall give you 49 years. Then you shall sound a loud trumpet on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. That 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. In it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of itself or gather the grapes from the undressed vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat the produce of the field. So seven is a very sacred number and the seventh day is a sacred time. The seventh year is a sacred time. But seven times seven is doubly, triply sacred. It's a year of jubilee, a year of God's favour. And on that day, the trumpet would be sounded throughout all the land. But this is a year, a year of God's favour. In Leviticus 25, there's three things that happen 
on that year of Jubilee. One is that debts would be cancelled. So, if you've been travelling through these various years and you've just been through maybe no fault of your own or maybe through a fault of your own, you've just accumulated these debts and they're, they're weighing you down, you owe a lot of money and, and they're crushing you to the ground. On the year of Jubilee, all debts are cancelled. The second thing that would happen on the year of Jubilee is that property would be restored. So remember, some of those families, all of the families would be given a portion in the land and that would be their portion. But maybe as the years went by um, through hardship or difficulty or your own foolishness, somehow you had to sell some of your property that you that was inherited, that you, you got from your family and that, that, that was your inheritance, but you found you've had to sell it But on the year of Jubilee, on that 50th year, on the year of the Lord's favour, that land is restored to you. That land um, becomes yours again. It's like you press the reset button. And what was lost over those years is now yours again. The third thing that happened would would be that slaves would be set free. So maybe through your own negligence or through your own foolishness or maybe through some sort of calamity that you could not have foreseen, you've found yourself in great poverty over the years and you've had to sell yourself into slavery to someone else just to survive so you become someone else's slave. You're not your own person anymore. You're, You're someone else's slave. They tell you where you could go, what you must do, where you would live. And you're not yours. You're, you're now a slave. But on the year of the Lord's favour, on that 50th year, slaves would be set free. It means that if your children were sold under slavery with you, your children would be taken into freedom uh, as well. Did you notice that in Leviticus 25, what day? the year of Jubilee would commence. It says that on the Day of Atonement, the trumpets would sound. On the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement, you know, in in Israel, there were many, many things that happened in the temple, just that central temple. Many things would happen. There would be feasts and sacrifices and all sorts of things happening all through the year uh, in that temple but only one day one day would the high priest actually go in to the most holy place in the temple and not without blood he would take blood in in with him and the blood would be on that day blood that would be for the forgiveness of the sins of all the nation. All the nation would be covered by the blood that was sacrificed on that day and he'd take that blood into the most holy place. And on the 50th year, that would happen every year, but on the 50th year, on the Day of Atonement, the trumpets would blast because that would be the commencement of the year of God's favour 
the year of freedom, of release. Slaves would be released and property would be restored. And so if you were out on that day, if you were out in your field or you were down the track or you were in your house or wherever you were and you heard the trumpet blast, you would know now (laughs) I'm no longer a slave anymore. I'm set free. I'm no longer in debt anymore. My debts have been cancelled. My property is now restored back to me on that day because it was the year of the Lord's favour. Now, when Jesus commenced his ministry, right at the beginning, right at the start of his ministry, he walked into a synagogue in Nazareth, his, only home, his, his hometown, and they handed in the book of the, the scroll of Isaiah and he looked it up and he found Isaiah 61. And he read out of Isaiah 61. To proclaim liberty for the captives, the opening of prison for those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he sat down and he said, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The year of the Lord's favour. Today, today, this scripture is fulfilled. I'm announcing a new era. An era of freedom. Uh, an era of cancelling debts, of an era of restoration to what, what was lost. The key dimension of Jesus' earthly life was to restore, to set free. He said, I'm, I'm proclaiming today this ancient scripture written six or seven or eight hundred years before Christ. He's saying, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing." I want you to notice a few things. One is that this is a gift. It was a gift from heaven. What do I mean? Well, it wasn't that as though a parliament got together and said, wouldn't it be lovely when we go into the promised land to have this lovely idea of, of having the year of Jubilee? It wasn't like that. It wasn't any man's idea. It wasn't any woman's idea. It was not come up with it. It was God's idea. It was a gift from heaven. It was God himself who said, I'm going to see to you that there's a year of the Lord's favour. It's a period where you down tools. You don't do anything. And it's totally a gift. You stop working. It's totally a gift. A gift from heaven. Undeserved. The other thing for us to know is that this year of blessing, this year of the Lord's favour, flowed out of the Day of Atonement. The day that that sacrifice was made for all the nation. And when Jesus stands up And he says, I'm proclaiming the year of Jubilee. 
It's out of his own death. It's out of his own going and he said, I am the ultimate lamb. I am bearing the sin of the whole world in my body on the tree. I am, it is my, that's the day of atonement, the ultimate day of atonement. He is the ultimate sacrifice and it is through him and through his death that it is a proclamation, a year of the Lord's favour a year of restoration, of freedom. It flows out of what he did on the cross. It is all that what what, what is accomplished on the cross is a gift. Setting captives free. Do you know, for those people in ancient times, when they heard the trumpet blast... It meant something real. What do I mean? It wasn't just a concept in their minds, isn't that a lovely thing to inspire our hearts? It wasn't that. It wasn't just an academic exercise. It wasn't that. When they heard the trumpet blast, something real happened to them. They were really set free as slaves. Now they regain their citizenship. They, they, they really did get their land back and they really did have their debts cancelled. It was not just a concept. It occurred. It accomplished something in their lives. When Christ comes, the ultimate one, the ultimate sacrifice, proclaiming the ultimate jubilee of which the ancient one in the Old Testament was just a poor shadow, He's proclaiming something that is way greater and more real. And I want to look at each one of those and I want you to ask, is this real for me? Have I tasted this? Is this something that has been accomplished in my life? And the first one is the debts have been cancelled. Our debts, our main debts, are not money debts. I've got some money debts of my own. That's not my main debt. It's not my main problem, and it's not your main problem. It, it, the debts that we pile up before God are debts of sin. They really are. And they, they, they are just like your financial debt could feel like it's going to crush you then that's nothing compared to the debts before God because he's a holy God. And those debts of sin could just crush you. But what God is saying in Christ is, Jesus is saying, I'm proclaiming the year of the Lord's favour. I'm proclaiming the year of jubilee for the nation, a new era of freedom where debts get cancelled. All human debts, you think of your sin and you think of the sin of the whole world and you think how, how horrible and debilitating and crushing they are and Christ is saying, I'm free the debt. I'm cancelling the debt if anyone would come. And so I'm just asking you, do you know of that cancellation in your life, where, where that debt is lifted off you and you're not anymore crushed 
by that. Because that's the year of the Lord's favour. He's lifting it off you. Secondly, he's come to set the slaves free. The New Testament talks about the slave master of sin. And I, I actually hope, this might be a strange thing for you think for me to say, but I actually hope you know something of the tyranny of sin as a slave master in your life. <laughs> Why would I say that? Because if you don't, you don't know what freedom is. You don't, you don't know, you, unless you have known that, that this, this slave master will, will, will crush you and, and get you to this way or that way, then you have no, you've not known yet the freedom that God is bringing in Christ. And when Christ comes, he says, I've come so that sin will no longer be your slave master, but Christ will now rule over you in freedom and life setting you free. I've come to pronounce the year of the Lord's favour, the year of jubilee. Slaves are set free, liberated, that they could live no longer enslaved to sin, but in hope. And lastly, property restored. Land that was yours, that was your family's inheritance in ancient times, it would come back. Even though you've lost it, you've sold it. Maybe through foolishness or through calamity or something's happened, but you've lost this land. And when the trumpet blasts, your, your, your land comes back to you. It's restored to you. What is this in Christian terms? Well, Martin Lloyd-Jones points us to Matthew 16, where it says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Do you know the property that we've lost is our soul? We've lost our soul. And it's, it's lost. And when the trumpet blasts on the year of Jubilee, Christ is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing your soul, that which was yours, I'm bringing it back to you. It is yours, no longer captive, no longer given away to someone some else. I'm restoring to you what was your own. Do you know, in this life, um, there is an inclination for all of us to accumulate this next bit of money or that next bit of land or that next thing or whatever and we want it. We just want more and more and more and more. And what Christ is saying, that's not, that's not ever going to be the main thing that is your treasure. I will restore something to you infinitely more important than all that. I'll restore to you your soul. On the year of Jubilee. And he's saying, I'm proclaiming a year of the Lord's favour. I don't know whether you ever noticed, some of you I think will have, that when Jesus goes to the synagogue and he, he reads Isaiah 61, he says to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and then he stops. And he doesn't quote any more of Isaiah 61. Do you, do you know what the next line is that he didn't quote? 
The next line is the day of vengeance of our God. Why didn't Jesus mention that in that synagogue that day? And my thinking, and of other commentators as well, is that when he came the first time, it, wasn't, it was salvation he was bringing. He, was bringing. he wasn't bringing judgment at that time. He was bringing salvation. And so there will be another time when Christ comes and he, the, the scriptures say he will come in judgment. He will come in a day of vengeance, actually. But there is a window right now, an era right now, a period right now where he's saying, this is the year of the Lord's favour. Right now, there is opportunity now for slaves to be set free, really free, for debts to be cancelled, totally cancelled, and never be thought of again, thrown into the sea of God's forgetfulness. There is time now, this is a period for souls to be brought back, property returned. There's a period of the year of the Lord's favour. God wants to turn things around in my life and in yours. There is no power like his. Sure, I know there's nuclear bombs. They are nothing compared to the power of Christ. Sure, I know that there's great artillery and armies and things that can do all sorts of They are nothing compared to what God has done in Christ to set captives free. And my desire this morning is that you would know more and more. I want to know this more and more myself. The reality of what God has done in cancelling your debts so that you can sing. I want you to know what it is that God has done in setting you free. Some of you are entrapped and God is saying, I've got power to liberate you. I want you to know something of having your soul restored, your property, which is snatched away from you, brought back to you. This is the year of the Lord's favour, an era of God's grace and blessing, just holding it out to us. And he's saying, will you come? Have you heard the trumpet blast? Have you heard the trumpet blast? That liberty, that cancellation of debt, that hope that he gives, that is what he's desiring for each one of us. Let me pray with you and we'll sing. Lord, please open our ears to hear the trumpet blast. Uh, declaring the year of Jubilee, an era of freedom, of cancellation and of hope, an era of restoration. Please, Father, don't let our ears be deaf. Please, Lord, um, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.